What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies Gunpowder Milkshake and Greenland. First, let's talk about the movie Gunpowder Milkshake. Here's a quick synopsis. Eva is an assassin who works for a crime syndicate known as The Firm and is asked to bring back their stolen money. But when an eight-year-old girl is in danger, Eva gives up the job and tries to save her. This was a movie that in 2021 I was highly anticipating and for the most part, it's one of the biggest disappointments of the year. On paper, this movie should be a massive success when you look at the people, the participants in this movie, the star power this movie has, yet nothing about this movie really works. Let's talk about who's in this movie. First off, the lead character, Eva, is played by Karen Gillan, who is a rising star who already has been in some big movies. She's in the Guardians of the Galaxy, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, and I'm a big fan of hers, and it was great that her character, Nebula, played a huge role in Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, but this movie lets her down. The character she is playing and dull and not entertaining. I've seen her show signs of being a movie star and I didn't see it in this film at all. She's the type of actress that I would love to see work with a master director like a Greta Gerwig, like a Noah Baumbach, like a Martin Scorsese, like Paul Thomas Anderson or Spike Lee or someone like that. Like I don't think Karen Gillan has worked with a great director, and that's why I'm excited for her next projects, which include Duel. Duel is a movie that is directed by Riley Stearns. If you don't know the name, he directed The Art of Self-Defense with Jesse Eisenberg and Imogen Poots. If Karen Gillan is in a movie by that guy, that's going to get me super excited. The movie also co-stars Aaron Paul, best known for Breaking Bad. I mean, that's the movie that might make Karen Gillan a legitimate actress movie star. Like I've said, she's been in some big blockbuster films, but she's yet to give a great leading performance, and I think she might give one in Duel. I am super excited for that film. She's also set to reprise her Marvel role of Nebula in Thor, Love and Thunder, and in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and she's going to be in Judd Apatow's next film, The Bubble, with Pedro Pascal, Leslie Mann, and Maria Bakalova. So she will be working with two of my favorite up-and-coming directors, Riley Stearns and Judd Apatow, who's been making great movies for the last 20 years. That's what I want in the career of Karen Gillan, to work with great directors, because I do think she is a really good actress. The rest of the cast of this movie is star-studded. You have Angela Bassett from Malcolm X and Black Panther, Carla Gugino from Spy Kids and Entourage. Boy, did I love her in Entourage. If you have not seen Carla Gugino's work in the show Entourage. I highly recommend it. You also have Paul Giamatti from Sideways and Saving Mr. Banks, Michelle O from Crazy Rich Asians and Sunshine, Lena Headey from Fighting With My Family, and Ralph Innocent from The Witch. And not one of them gives a memorable performance. That's super hard to do in a movie. Most times when I don't like a movie, I'll still find that one performance that I really love from the movie. No matter how bad the movie 
movie is. I'll go to myself, wow, that one performer really shined. Angela Bassett, not very good in this movie. Carla Gugino, I've seen her do a lot better work in movies like Spy Kids. Paul Giamatti, he wasn't very good in this movie. I mean, he's been so preoccupied with that TV show Billions, and now he's coming back to movies, and I hope he's a lot better in the Jungle Cruise movie, because he's not very good in this one. And really, for an action movie to work, it comes down to two things. It comes down to the lead performance and the villain of the movie, and neither of those performances worked in this movie. Karen Gillan didn't work as the lead character, and Ralph Innocent did not work as the big bad guy. It just didn't work, and The Firm, the so-called crime syndicate, the villains of the movie, was so boring, it felt so lazy to come up with a name for the villains. They just called it The Firm. It felt lazy all around. I don't really like to criticize a movie like this, because I get it, it's silly, it's supposed to be fun, but come on, it felt like lazy storytelling. And it's a shame, because the action sequences were actually quite good. The only thing they didn't get right was the plot, and these other action movies that really work, like John Wick, Atomic Blonde, and Mad Max Fury Road, not only do they have sensational action, but the plots are important to follow. They have great heroes, they have great villains, they have great character development. This movie does not have any of those things. This movie tried to be a lot like John Wick, it also tried to be a lot like Birds of Prey, but the truth of the matter is it wasn't nearly as good as either of those things. It should have tried to be its own thing. It had its own style. I felt like the dialogue was so clunky. It was boring. And that's the last thing a movie like this should be is boring. And Gunpowder Milkshake had an interesting title, but the premise and the rest of the movie was outright dull. None of the character growth of this movie felt like it was earned. And I say that because you watch these movies and you watch the two hours and at some point a character grows and you go, that was either earned or it wasn't. And the growth of the character of Eva was not earned whatsoever. And it actually hurts me to say this because this was a movie I desperately, desperately wanted to like. I really like Karen Gillan. I thought she was great in Jumanji. I think she's really good in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I want her to be one of the best actresses in the world, but this movie just did nothing for me. And none of those memorable names did anything of relevance in this movie. An action movie that's boring is the worst possible kind of action movie there is. It's interesting that this movie had the reverse problem that a lot of other bad action movies have. Usually the action is the boring part. I actually really like the action sequences of this movie. The rest of it is the problem. The dialogue is terrible. The plot is bad. The action is quite good. So if they actually worked and got to a decent plot, this movie could have been a lot better. I see this movie as something that had a lot of potential. It had star power. You could have gotten this movie to work, and it's really sad that it doesn't. I think Gunpowder Milkshake is the most disappointing film of 2021. Let's switch gears and talk about a movie that I did surprisingly enjoy, Greenland. Here's a quick synopsis. John Garrity is set to move back in with his family when a comet crash lands, causing Earth 
shattering destruction, and John moves his family to safety while the rest of humanity is acting hysterical. I really like this movie, and this movie stars one of the most polarizing actors on planet Earth, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler is one of those guys who I think of as a movie star and not as an actor. I don't like most of the films he's a part of. Olympus Has Fallen and Den of Thieves are not my cup of tea, but he's been in some movies that I really like. Rock and Rolla is one of my favorite Guy Ritchie films. Idris Elba is great in that movie. I think Gerard Butler gives his best performance in that movie. His scenes with Vandy Newton and Tom Hardy are the best things about that movie. Toby Kebbell, Mark Strong, Tom Wilkinson, and Jeremy Piven. I mean, that cast is insane. Rock and Rolla is a lot of fun. I highly recommend you watch Rock and Rolla. He's also in the How to Train Your Dragon films with Jay Baruchel, Jonah Hill, Craig Ferguson, TJ Miller. Those movies are a lot of fun. There are people that think those movies are the best animated films of all time. I'm not in that camp, but I really do enjoy that franchise. And I really liked Butler in Chasing Mavericks. That was a performance at the time where I was like, wow, I can understand why this guy is a movie star. And I feel the same way about him in Greenland. I think after you watch him in Greenland, you will be surprised. You will not think of him as a great actor, but you will understand his movie star appeal. And that's what Butler is. He is a movie star. He's not going to gain or lose weight for a role. He's not going to blow you away like a Leonardo DiCaprio, but he is going to be interesting on screen. Butler's next films include Cop Shop with Frank Grillo, Hair of the Dog with Bruce Willis, and All-Star Weekend with Robert Downey Jr., Jamie Foxx, and Benicio Del Toro. I find it really fascinating that he's starring in movies with Frank Grillo and Bruce Willis because those are the kind of movie stars I would compare Gerard Butler too. Like, he's exactly like Bruce Willis. Yes, people are going to argue that Bruce Willis has been in a lot of better movies than Gerard Butler has, but over the past decade, Gerard Butler and Bruce Willis's career are very comparable. They're in these action films that for the most part go to direct-to-video. They're not in movies that make a lot of money anymore. Sorry Bruce Willis fans. He has not been in a movie that makes a ton of money, and Gerard Butler, for the most part has not been in a lot of movies that make a lot of money lately. Yes, there are some exceptions. The Olympus Have Fallen movies usually make some money and Greenland was a huge hit. Let me put it to you this way. Gerard Butler alone does not get you to go to a movie theater anymore. I don't know if he ever did like 300. I don't know if Gerard Butler was ever a reason to go watch a movie but like Bruce Willis and like Frank Grillo, he is a tier C movie star. He's not Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio. He's not Will Smith. He's not Brad Pitt. He's not even guys like Charlie Hunnam. He doesn't get you to watch a movie. He's not Robert Pattinson. He can be the lead of a movie, but he's not going to be the selling point for a movie. The other star of Greenland is Morena Baccarin, who is best known for playing Vanessa in Deadpool. One of the worst decisions in film history was killing her character off at the beginning of Deadpool 2. Spoiler alert, 
alert, she's alive again. But that was one of the worst decisions. She was so good in the first Deadpool film. She has amazing chemistry with Ryan Reynolds. I mean, she was the breakout star of that film. She's also done some really good work in TV shows like Homeland and Gotham. And in this film, she's kind of the heart and soul of the movie. Like, I think she's a better actress than Gerard Butler is as an actor. I think she's the heart and soul of the movie. Yes, he's the lead of the movie. He's really good in the movie, but Morena Baccarin is a lot better than him in the movie. Baccarin's next projects include Last Looks with Mel Gibson and Charlie Hunnam, The Good House with Sigourney Weaver and Kevin Kline, and Tropico with Pedro Pascal and Willem Dafoe. I think you're going to see a lot more of Morena Baccarin in the years to come. And hopefully her character Vanessa gets redemption in the third Deadpool film, and she plays a major part in that movie. Also showing up in this film, Greenland, is an acting legend in Scott Glenn. Scott Glenn has appeared in Apocalypse Now, The Right Stuff, Silverado, The Hunt for Red October, The Silence of the Lambs, The Virgin Suicides, and Training Day. In recent years, he played the Marvel character Stick on the Netflix shows Daredevil and The Defenders. It's always great to see Scott Glenn on screen. I loved him in Silverado with Kevin Costner. He's unreal in the right stuff. I recently watched The Right Stuff for the first time. I mean, that movie saw the future of who was going to be a movie star. Dennis Quaid is in that movie. It's one of the earlier Sam Shepard roles. Ed Harris. This guy is not a big name. Like, Scott Glenn is not a massive movie star, but you should know the name. I mean, think about the movies he's been a part of. Training Day is one of the best movies of the 2000s. Denzel, Ethan Hawke at all-time great. Scott Glenn is a part of it. This guy is great at picking projects, and when he shows up in this movie, he's quite good. Yes, it's a bit part. He's the father of one of the characters. He shows up for a scene or two, but he's still Scott Glenn, and it's still wonderful to see him in movies. He's also one of those rare actors that doesn't have to say a lot to be a presence on screen. Like, his, just his presence alone is powerful enough to make him a movie star. Like, in the right stuff, he does doesn't have a lot of lines. In Silverado, he's not giving a ton of dialogue. He's one of those rare movie stars that just his look alone makes him interesting. Greenland is a movie that is better than it has any right to be. The movie has a ridiculous premise, yet it feels grounded because how the characters react is very believable. I mean, we are living in a world where people are acting hysterical in a global pandemic. They are acting the same way they are acting in this movie about a comic crash landing. That's why I think the movie really connected to me because I felt its believability. No, I don't think a comet is going to crash land and only some of us are going to be picked to live. I don't think that's the case. The movie took things a little too far. It is silly. It is ridiculous. But in some aspects, I think the movie got a lot right about how people would react in the moment. I feel like some people don't know how to react when bad things go down. I mean, some of these other disaster films feel as ridiculous as their premises. The Day After Tomorrow and San Andreas. Yes, I like to watch those movies. I've seen those movies a lot. I don't care for them all that much because they don't feel real. They feel silly when you're watching them. They're a fun watch, but you don't have to pay attention. I think Greenland gets you to pay attention because of the human elements of the story. You have this guy who's coming back to live with his family. 
and then everything goes wrong. You have these elements of how people would react. Mass hysteria would go down if a comet were to crash land on Earth. I like where the story went. I found it interesting even if I didn't find it believable at all. The characters' actions made sense for the plot. This is how they would react if this situation were to go down. I mean, some of those other elements, I talked about this with The Day After Tomorrow. I talk about this a lot. There's a scene where wolves come into the picture and you don't understand where the wolves came from. Yes, they were on screen like an hour before, but it's just so ridiculous. It's just so campy. It feels like a movie. Greenland at points feels like it's real life. Like this is how this would go down if this happened in real life. And I find that way more interesting than a movie like San Andreas. A movie like San Andreas is like a man versus a disaster. And I find that to be really boring. I don't like what The Rock is doing in that movie at all. But I absolutely love what Gerard Butler and Morena Baccarin do in this movie. I think it's the best thing about this movie are the characters in it. I find it believable that that's how they would react in this movie. That in this moment, the plot where a wife has to trust a husband who hasn't been there in a natural disaster, I find that plot line to be fascinating. I just went on and on and on about how Gunpowder Milkshake on paper would be a good movie. On paper, Greenland feels ridiculous. Like, why would you make this a movie? But guess what? Everything about this movie works. Gerard Butler being the lead of it really works. Morena Baccarin works. Scott Glenn showing up for 15 minutes really works. Everything works about this movie. And it's one of those things that I find fascinating about movies. It doesn't matter what on paper feels like. It has to turn into a really good film in the process. And somewhere along the line, Greenland became a really good movie. So good, in fact, that the movie is getting a sequel, Greenland Migration. And I'm okay with that. I want to see Butler and Baccarin play these characters again. And I want to see if they can make a movie just as good as this. Like, I'm really cautious with sequels to a movie like this. Like, this movie is already kind of ridiculous and silly. Who knows where they're going to go with it. But if I have faith that they can make a good movie now that I've seen this one, sequels usually don't work. And there usually aren't sequels to these disaster type films. But I am hopeful for where Greenland is going to go because I like Gerard Butler as this character. I like Morena Baccarin as this character. And I want to see where the plot is going to go. The filmmaker is going to come back. I'm actually interested in a sequel. This movie is a surprise hit of 2020. It has everything I want in a disaster movie. The visuals are epic. It's a fun watch. The plot is important. The characters really matter. It stars some really good movie stars. I think Gerard Butler is a guy who I don't like in most movies. But like I said, I really like him in this. And I think Morena Baccarin is a star on the rise. So moving forward, I believe in Greenland as a franchise. I think the sequel is probably going to be good. I just hope it's as grounded as the first one. These two films I've talked about, Gunpowder Milkshake and Greenland, are perfect examples about how you can't tell how good a movie is going to be based on who's in it. Like, I would have thought a film that starred Karen Gillan, Paul Giamatti, Angela Bassett, Michelle Oh, and Carla Gugino was going to be a lot better than a film that starred Gerard Butler, but that was not the case, and that's why movies are so fascinating, and that's why you have to watch 
watch them to see how good they are. You can't look at a movie on paper and go, wow, that movie is going to be a hit. There's always going to be a huge surprise. And for me, Greenland is a huge surprise. It's a fun watch. It's riveting. It's thrilling at times. And what Greenland has going for it, like I've said, is it's grounded. And most of these disaster movies are not. They are over the top. Ridiculous and Greenland is not. And that's why I highly recommend you check out the movie Greenland. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And this week I put the spotlight on the movies Gunpowder, Milkshake, and Greenland. Next week I'm putting the spotlight on the movies Freaky starring Catherine Newton and Vince Vaughn and Let Him Go starring Kevin Costner and Diane Lane. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.